We're back, everybody. Another episode of the Calcio Nostro podcast is happening now. Right away, where we got to go, as my, my cat bounces off of the table as I slam on it. You know, last time, last pot out, we were talking about the Italian team, Italian national team, and where they stand in terms of their positioning, in terms of the groups. Now we have the groups, and sadly, we got drawn with Portugal, as I called last pod. We're gonna go around the panel right now to react, Mike. You see, you seem rare in Tansis. What's your initial <laughs> thoughts on it? I mean, look, I think a couple of things. Like one, obviously, the the most obvious thing is don't put yourself in this situation if you can't beat teams like Portugal. But we also got to remember, Italy is you know a, the European champion. We have really a talented roster, especially when we're healthy. We weren't healthy towards the end of qualifying. I don't think that that excuses the way that things ended. But Italy with a healthy roster, I think, handles North Macedonia very, very easily and should get through Portugal. I think the way that Italy plays as a team, even if you want to look at Portugal and you know look past the way that they play and say that they have a ton of talent, a lot of individual talent, Italy should get through this. They've been playing as a group for years now under Mancini. They look, when they're at their best, like one of the best teams in the world. I think at the end of the day, this is a team that knows how to do it. They're two, the two last European championship uh, champions going up against each other, probably, right? Assuming that they both get through. Turkey's going to be a tricky match, I think, for Portugal. I think they have the harder first match than Italy does. Mm-hmm. Right. So we'll see. I still see them getting through for obvious reasons. Uh, unless Gaetano's boy Hakan Chanalaglu can pull off some <laughs> some magic. Well, was, well, we have another Inter boy we got to worry about. I was literally just thinking, I was like, Mike, how mad would you be if Hakan beats Portugal and then beats Italy to get no. to the to World Cup? I mean, I'm that. <laughs> I, can't I can't live imagine, in that world. I can't Mike, imagine Mike just, how irate he would be. Mike just went down such a depressed <laughs> hole for like three seconds. Like he was <laughs> head was shaking. His head was hung so low, but. It's going to have nightmares. Look, God, we're that. going to be against one of your ex-boys in Pondev in North I Macedonia. He's still alive somehow. That, that's the he's question playing, that I He's was playing for Genoa. Yeah. Marco, I mean, what, was the, what was the number one gift that Pondev had? What was his we number said this one ability? Ability? I think it was the first part we said this, where he had the innate ability that when it came to wasting time and you know securing a win, he would get fouled in the most opportune spots, yes. and then he would just delay it for a minute. Let's not forget, he's a Champions League winner. <laughs> and Serie A. Does anyone want to guess what team he won a Champions League with? Not Juve. Well, no, oh, we, yeah, we well, can call later, 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 later. All right, uh, Julia, what do you think about what, what happened so far? Because we're going to yeah. have the chance to go up against your ex Juve favorite player and Cristiano Ronaldo. So, like, what do you think? Right, I, I think I agree with Mike's sake. I think back against the wall, like this team will figure it out in, in terms of Italy um, getting through the, the next stage. But you have to wonder if uh, Ronaldo's going to kind of go like Michael Jordan, pissed off that he got seventh place in the Ballon d'Or and that he's been getting disrespected. Sorry, I mean you can't you can't roll the chance to go Super Saiyan mode, but I don't think Portugal's talented enough to. Hey. Assuming they even get through to face Italy, let's just assume that the yeah. Pondev doesn't destroy Italy like the old days. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, I uh, mean, yeah. so I Wait. agree. You go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say you don't think Portugal's talented enough to beat this team versus Italy. I'm saying no. Oh, I, so. I disagree. I, I, I think that there's a lot of individual talent, but I think like yeah, the way group. that Italy mm-hmm. play, it's gonna be interesting because like Italy's gonna hold the ball. And Portugal likes to hit on the break. So both teams are going to have the opportunities to operate like kind of to their, their own systems, yeah. right? Yeah. It's going to be an interesting game. But I, I think I unfortunately was pretty confident about Italy not making it before the draw. That's depressing. And I'm, 
I think Macedonia. I, I have so little faith. I have so I'm Ponde Patrick. I am so little faith. You got to remember though, right? Like Italy, Italy dropped points, right? That's why we're in this position because we dropped points, not because we lost games. This is a team that knows how to like go deep. They know how to they know how to get results, right? And that's what happened in in the Euros, right? Like you look at their especially like after uh, group stage. Went to went to one twenty with Austria and just that that was made for that, me the that most was scary game. than it had to be yeah went to one twenty there <clears throat> Spain game beat Belgium and then you go to penalties for the last two games right so yep. this is a team that like maybe they're not scoring but they know how to win games in one hundred twenty minutes I like our chances against North Macedonia I don't believe that <laughs> going on why are you hyping North Macedonia they have Elmas people are going to look bad no, back at this pod and they're going to be like <laughs> these guys called it I think <laughs> we kind of want to see we kind of want to see like the heroic Pondev like like performance here I think we're all glancing really hetero for Bonucci and Gillian Grano would be so torn no, he would draw a foul in the box That's and then he'll score the penalty yeah the so I listen North Macedonia I'm not afraid of in terms of just like talent on paper my concern is trap game. Uh, right? The like, Ventura years scarred him too it's, much. It, they have, but also like think about is the games. Is it just Ventura though? Like you, look at Italy's history. Yeah, you mentioned Italy's drop points. Like who have they dropped points against? Not the good teams. We've won against the good teams. It's the bad teams that we drop points against. We uh, what was it? Belarus. What was the team that we uh, that I we was, drew? I was trying to think of what it was. Was that Hungary, Bulgaria, Bulgaria? Bulgaria. We drew Bulgaria. We drew Bulgaria. We drew Switzerland at we home. Drew, we, we drew dominated. Northern Ireland. We drew Northern. Ireland. Like those yeah. are those are. Those are of the same quality, if not worse than but Macedonia. You're right. You're right. But I'm saying, like, if if Italy's in that same position where you have that game and it's going to 90, we have to go to 120. Yep. In 120, in those extra few minutes, I think Italy like knows how to navigate that situation. Yeah. Based on like all of the evidence from the summer, especially than the teams that they're going up against. Especially now it's, with the new format for the qualifying, it's not just kind of a two-legged affair. No, it's it one be, game. It, it's essentially a, a, a two-game mini tournament for the team that, I, get, that wins. I the totally group. get it. I totally get it. But listen, I have all the faith in the world in Gijo as a penalty t- as a penalty kick stopper. He's fucking playing. But, but he's off form. Right, we he was red hot during the Euros. He won penalty shootouts. Yeah, we we haven't lost in a long time. Right, besides that Spain game, we haven't lost in qualifying. Yeah, but we're talking about like oh, going the distance, and we can't be beaten in regular time, but we're going to win in penalties. I'm not that confident as I used to be because of Donnarumma. And second of all, the teams that give us the most trouble are the ones that lock up defensively. We have had trouble, especially because you can't rely on Verratti being healthy. Right, you don't, you can't rely on a team on this team to break down defenses so the toughest teams that they face are the ones that load up on defense and portugal does that very well and you know us you know well north macedonia is gonna do the same thing so i that's why i have serious concerns and i'm very doubtful that they're gonna get out so we have until march right so i yeah. i think the hope is is that guys like Varela, who are kind of playing half fit against north macedonia and switzerland yeah. is gonna like he'll be healthy Chiesa's was pretty knocked up and playing a lot of games. Locatelli, same kind of mm-hmm. thing. And like honestly, and like not just because it's Juve, but selfishly as an Italy fan, you hope that they're not in Champions League at that stage, but there will be. Well, they qualify so, him for the yeah, next right. Round. They'll be so, there, so they're like, gonna be at least in the round of sixteen. Yeah, they're gonna the whole be thing. playing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but. <laughs> Then, you know, the other hope is that Gijo gets his way into the PSG lineup. He's been playing a little bit more, but I think that that's a tougher scenario. And then Verratti's obviously, like you said, you can't count on it, but hopefully he's back. And you look at the team on paper, it's, it's again, like, my heart is concerned, but, like, I, I logically, I'm like, this is a team that should be beating these other teams. Yeah, and I think now more than ever, you kind of have, you kind of emphasize that question. It's like, who's going to lead the line going forward? 
nobody really knows, right? Like you could do it, you could do an immobile, I think it'll but, be but, that's, but that's very hit or miss. You could go a Belotti, which as we talked about in the last fight, who doesn't offer much as a quality perspective. We the false nine doesn't work with Insignia. So do you try to maybe do a same system that the Insignia, but maybe you put Azanyolo in there if he's healthy? Like this, I think, is one of the two questions that people have going into these qualifiers. Like, who are they going to put up top is one of them. And the other one is, is Verratti healthy enough to be an X-factor in the midfield? I think the slight edge right now for the starting position has to go to Immobile right now. Yeah. But but if Skamaka keeps this up, I'm going Skamaka. Skamaka offers something that, that none of, nobody else... He's an aerial threat, right? And he's got a nastiness to him, right? Like, he is... he like he's, he's I don't got, know if it's a genetics a, because his father, yeah. like destroys property but like he's got Diego Costa <laughs> type wow. of element to him where he's like he doesn't care who you are he's going to throw like an extra little shoulder into you yeah like there. he's got that nastiness yeah. to him, and that's something that you kind of need and also like as I mentioned this before right your best quality as an Italian striker should not be you put in a shift defensively yeah. right like that should not be your best quality your best quality should be like you can get a goal yeah, in some capacity, Skamaka is tall. I'll take that over what we got right now. That like, we got nothing else. I think yeah, he's a, really. he, like he's a bigger body in the box, yeah. and against teams like what we were saying that like lock up defensively, that's valuable. I like Cheeto's fast, right? But like, what does it matter if like they're giving you 10, 20 yards to run anyway because they have two banks there? Yeah. You want a guy that you can ping a ball into, and that's kind of what the problem was there. And also, but, I, I think with with uh, Skamaka and to. Not in terms of a size, but in terms of where I'm going, like a Moise Keen, where it's like I was gonna say, you want you want you want someone you want someone who brings a different dynamic because with Immobile, he's not very active in terms of checking in, making runs, making the the key for a forward in Italy. I think is just to make the center backs and the defenders think more. Like you need to have different runs or different types of variability in your play, so that way they're always trying to see where you are. If they don't know where you are, that's going to cause defensive shifts, and that's going to cause openings for other players to exploit. And don't you think that having a guy like that that the center back needs to be lashed onto because he's a target man kind of opens yeah. up a yep. little bit more space because they're going to play in senior no matter what. Yeah, it gives him a little bit more space to shoot the ball and try that curler. Yeah. Not only that, I think the biggest beneficiary of having a striker like that is Chiesa, right? Chiesa yep. can go up the right side now, and he has somebody as a as a point of reference to swing a ball exactly. into. No, right uh -huh. now, Immobile is not going to win a ball in the air. He's just not. That's not his thing. And he also isn't going to hit the ball out wide. That's going to no. put someone in space. No, exactly. And in international play, when the defenses are much more like strict and much more. Yeah. Uh, Organized, yeah. You're not going to be able to get the luxury that that he does on in uh, in Italy. Mm -hmm. So what I what I think is Scamacca or Keen, somebody that offers you something physical that's yeah. different. Right. You know? Even Raspadori too. Like Raspadori, I think is he's a, a bit smaller. I think. But I'm saying he he's Raspadori. He, he, I don't think I think he has the he's he's the gnat where it's like he's just, I think he's more of like a buzzing. I've type watched of guy. more of his games and I don't think he can play as a, as a solo striker. I think he's got yeah. a bit of like a off, off, of, off of a bigger yeah. yeah. I think, you know, these are good points. I think from there we could take it to other big international Well, yeah, news. yeah. So, Julio brought up that Ronaldo is still in the top 10 in the world, according to the recent Ballon d'Or list. I start with Mike, who's to my right. I'm going to go with Julio, who's on my left. Initial thoughts on the Ballon d'Or winner and also just the overall, if you have any overall reaction to the list. I mean, I think I think thinking about the winner, it's just uh, it's kind of sad to see Lewandowski just have like two incredible years, um, mm -hmm. like personally as a striker, and just you know what he's won. Um, for him to just not only lose the twenty twenty one, just erase it from the place of planet Earth, but then just to I mean, I listen, Messi, you can never hate Messi getting this award, but 
it almost feels like it was like there just, there were there were one to two players that had a better season when you think about it than he. It did. just feels like yeah. a legacy, a kind of a legacy giver to to like Messi. Like, oh man, let's give him the seventh, and now oh he's the greatest I, of all time. I, th- I think what they waited was the fact that he won his fine his first and like probably final big international trophy right. at the Copa America, and he was the I mean, factor. It's a good story. He was the yeah. factor of the team there, so I think they kind of weighed that a little too heavily. Yeah. But I agree with everything that you said. Go on. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Lotaro got 26, can you, can someone, I think, by the way. Someone just, pull up the stats, please. So hold on. Quickly on the Lotaro point. Yeah. Do you know in 2010, oh Diego boy. Melito didn't even finish in the top 30? Yeah, I saw that. That's fucking Ridiculous! Nuts. I mean, let alone the Schneider. Instance, yeah, the Schneider. Like, Schneider that, yeah. that is Schneider Ballon, that's Snyder's Ballon d'Or. Just saying. Yeah. Chan- he makes the, the, the final, the World Cup final. He makes, like... Almost beats the best team ever. ever also right? Had. Like, <laughs> like, so... Literally. Whatever. But I don't know. I, I look... I look at Lewandowski's numbers and like you beat you, you you break Gerd Müller's record for most goals in a season like how how do you not how do you not award that and also like I understand like oh last year's season was technically canceled that shouldn't be the basis for this one I get it but this Ballon d'Or is basically like it's it's a popularity contest it's it ha- yeah. I I don't think it's it has much to do with merit anymore and I think that's a shame, um, because based, and I under, again I understand that Lewan has the big advantage of having Bayern Munich behind him, right? Mm-hmm. But Messi has Barcelona too, and one player performed better. Yep. Yes, but and think about this. And I was listening to other podcasts, and they covered this well. You want to give him credit for the Copa America, right? Like, look at those teams that he beat in the Copa America. They're not. They're nowhere near as good as they used to be. Like that Chile team, I think is the same one that won the gold, yeah. the, the 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 yeah the Copa America just three years ago. Yeah, exactly. Just older. Just older. Right. You have to beat one team. Yeah. You got to beat one team, and that's Brazil, and that's it. That's it. It, it really is just a feel good story of like Messi kind of finally getting something from Argentina, and then the seven where it's like, oh, he's won the most ever, and now he's the goat. Blah blah blah. It's just it kind of felt like it was written in the stars. No matter, no matter what, uh, no matter what Lewandowski did, I, I just don't think. They're going to give it to him. I mean, I, I think going off of Guy's point that it's a popularity contest, I mean, it totally is. Like, everyone everyone knows that Messi and Ronaldo are the two best players of this generation of all time, right? Like, But at the end of the day, as an individual, Lewa had a better year, right? And, like, I, I, I disagree completely with the point of wiping the 2020 award off of the yeah, I mean, year because it still happened. Right, they, they still played out most of that. Like, Why couldn't they just give two like two awards out, right, or or give both? Right, like could have done the voting years. and deferred the. And, and, and also, when you think about sense. it, that was actually kind of more of a testament to how good Lewan was because players who were hurt during the season pre-COVID came back healthy. Again, yeah. given you had the layoff because of COVID, and people weren't in match shape. But you had guys who had significant injuries that were back and would just need to get into match fitness as opposed to recovering from a full length injury. So the talent pool, and you know. Not only did they win the championship, they demolished everybody yeah, demolished, on the way. Demolished. And he was the center of all of it. Like, that's my big issue with it. And it was just like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, again, I agree with, with Mike Pomer. Like, they should have brought out two. You know, 2020 goes to the one. I think both should have went to the one. But if you are going to give this one to Messi, you, you, have you to definitely have to give the 2021 to the one. And there's no question about it. It's just a disgrace. But, yeah. but, I, but I also think, like, aside, aside from that, right? If the Ballon d'Or is about awarding it to a player that wins, right? And traditionally, that's what it was, right? Like, you think about years past, like, mm-hmm. in the early 2000s, it really went to a lot of times captain of international teams that won tournaments. Yep. Or 
guys that won yeah. multiple trophies. Like their league, except their league Schneider, and the Champions as we leagues. talked about. But but the thing is, is, it's like, look, and I'm not just saying this because, you know, I, I appreciate what Jorginho did this summer, but he won the Champions League and the Euros, right? And he's, I mean, he was such big parts of both of those teams. Yeah. Those teams don't operate the same way if he's not on those teams. So what does winning matter? Messi won no trophies at Barca last year. Right? Not, I mean, not even, but yeah. what, what's the point? He... He, he didn't have one of these crazy messy years, right? I just don't, so either like winning's not valued, and then what are we trying to say that Germany is so far off of Spain that no, it's not so worth so handing it to Lewandowski? Meanwhile, meanwhile, no when you, when you look at the European coefficients of the Bundesliga, they're higher than both the French league and the Portuguese league. Like I, I, I'm pulling up the numbers right now. First of all. Lewandowski also suffered an injury last year. Yep, missed. Mm-hmm. A, missed I think that's why they the got champ- eliminated. From the eliminated. Like, it, yeah. Exactly. With that being said, 29 games, 41 goals, 7 assists. In tw- like Money. What? Yeah, yeah money. Right? money. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm In all games played, 40 games played, 64, 48 right? goals. Okay. In the Bundesliga, Bundesliga, 30 games, 41 goals. Disgusting. Yeah. yeah. That's just right? unheard of. Messi, 35 games, 30 goals, 11 assists. I mean, it's incredible. It's, but it's incredible. But even on that alone, goal contribution still win? goes Lewandowski's way. What did Barcelona win? Nothing. So that's what I don't understand. It's a they pure popularity contest. Nothing. It really is just. Did, the they, did they win the Copa? Like in Spain? I don't I, think so. I don't even think no, so. I, don't. I think I think Villarreal may have won. I don't remember. I don't think they did. But that's also like to to the people who voted for Messi for his reward. That again, I'm not saying I agree with this logic, but they say it's like, oh yeah, look at the Barca team now. Now that he's not there, he carried them to almost a title contending season. Now they're struggling to be in fourth, I think, in in Spain right now. I'm not saying that it's fair to do Just that. Just quick correction: they did win the Copa del Rey. Okay, huh. okay, big whoop. But but are we putting that on? Are we putting that on the same? You're one. You're one. You're one of the okay, three biggest so teams in Spain Liga, as the Champions League, as the Euros, no, as any of these yeah. places. No, I just no. don't get it. Yeah. No. It's it's. Uh, Ronaldo coming in in the top 10 in this year is also a joke because yeah. Juve was abysmal Awful. in 2021. And Ronaldo, going back to the popularity contest, is in the top 10 because they don't want to be like, Ronaldo's not a top 10 player. Everyone knows that yeah, on his day had, he is. Had, how did it top, they had, top 10 round so out? Salah was eighth, right? Yeah, so I have the top 10 right now. You want me to go from 10 to 1 or 1 to 10? 1 to 10. 1 yeah. to 10. Messi, 1. Lewandowski, 2. Jorginho, 3. Karim Benzema four, Kante five, Ronaldo six, oh, Salah seven, De Bruyne eighth, Mbappe ninth, and Donnarumma ten. Donnarumma could I also feel like, be I higher. I feel like Donnarumma gets a little disrespected on that Euro. Does I mean? I think. I, I, uh, look, Jorginho. Uh, Jorginho. He's the highest rated goalie on the list. Yes, but I mean Jor- true, but like I feel like he was literally on. Yes, the but wheel yeah, and also he was. He did only win one trophy. Yes, but he was true again. I mean, I get that. Yeah, Jorginho won two. But he won player of the tournament. Yeah, yeah, literally player of the tournament. And and Jorginho won two of the biggest trophies you could win as a as a footballer. And then now they they just gave him courtesy at third. I think third is okay. 
Do they have? Right. Do you have like eleven to fifteen? Yeah, I have, I have the whole list it, right it's, here. It's not. It's not even so much about being like, oh, Jorginho should have won. It's just like being like, where are like, what are the criteria? It's just And it really seems like your name has to be Messi or Ronaldo, and that's yeah, that's it depends all on what team you play for. You're totally, totally discrediting the value of the trophy because yeah. it's not. It's not even like in the like in the NBA, right? Like you can win the MVP and not be LeBron James. Like for the past like fifteen years, for the better part of that, like everyone's been like. Yeah, okay. So and so won the MVP, but everyone knows LeBron's the best player in the league. What's the point of not treating the Ballon d'Or the same way? Yeah. It's yeah, I I don't get it. But so aside from I want to correct Mike, you have, your name has to be either Ronaldo, Messi, or Modric. That's it. I mean, I, I do think I, I think Ronaldo deserves to be in the top ten. Like I don't think that's it's that egregious. Just from his like personal stats with Juve being the like, yeah, but, like what, 32 yeah, but goals? look at look at Salah's season. I mean Salah should have been ranked Salah should have been ranked. Salah, Salah yes. that and you can make a case well, for De Bruyne, maybe he's a little low. Early half of the year, wasn't Salah like kind of injured a bunch? Or am I Yeah, he was inconsistent, him? but like yeah. the term I mean he's been on the start since, of this yeah, season and the last season, he's been on a tear. Yeah. Like but yeah. So aside from Jorginho yeah. and mm-hmm. Donnarumma, guess who's the next highest on the Ballon d'Or list at Varela. number thirteen? No, Lotaro's higher than Varela. Are you saying from you Serie A or from Italy? Um, from we'll go Italian. Italian. We'll go Italian. Ooh. Next highest is Bonucci, Chiellini. Chiellini. Guess Ooh. he's at number thirteen. Bonucci's fourteen. Ooh. So that's to, hot. To, to that's hot. That, that's, hot. That's, that's tough. So hold on, I got so That's really I don't know that he so, plays enough games to win. So Neymar, yeah. Neymar, Neymar's yeah. below them at sixteen. Because Neymar never, Neymar, beat Neymar's Neymar always hurt. Man. So that's fair. That's so and beat is like how the how the hell do I get this? So treatment? I'm gonna like, so seriously. I'm gonna give now I'm gonna do all now I'm gonna do this the remaining Serie A players. Um, Kier is eighteen. Oh, wow. Because of what I he think because it, because oh, of what a, he did no because he also yeah. had the Danish team yeah the Danish team he the whole, he was a, uh, like you had that that's a good Gatano's <laughs> not feeling unless good, I think uh, I, someone want someone want him for eighty million <laughs> incredible so, man Mike Mike Sheffin up here so Lautaro tied for twenty one from Inter Barella tied for twenty sixth and that runs out the list that's ridiculous you so I want I want to <laughs> I want to say. That if Lotato was thirty, this is the only, that would be the only way I'd be okay with him being on this list. Wow, they have him ab- tie with Bruno Fernandez, but beneath Lotaro are Harry Kane, Pedri, Phil Foden, Barella, Ruben Diaz. Phil Foden, just want to say, should have won the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> if Phil Foden was Italian, so he'd be toxic. A um, if Chiesa was English, he'd be worth two hundred million. Gerard, no, Gerard Moreno. We don't even need to go there because yeah. that's the that's that's the least hot take I've ever yeah. heard. It's so true. Gerard Moreno got in to... here somehow. I know I, oh, Gerard Moreno, the guy from Villarreal, the striker. He he was, it was a three way tie for twenty six, so it wasn't even twenty seventh. Modric was tied for twenty ninth with Aspilicueta. Wow. This whole list just I don't know. I think in like even when the winner of the Ballon d'Or is saying, you got to give recognition to Lewa, like yeah. Wait, I have a question. How does Modric win his Ballon d'Or, but Schneider didn't win his? That's a very good question. Well, you, you think he, if Schneider he, played for Real and did what he did with for Inter with Real, you think he wins? Yeah. I think, I think Milito he's unanimous. didn't even finish it's the same in the top story. Yeah. It's the same story, but Croatia, well, yeah, like, and they, they did amazing. But like he, like Mike said, he literally just barely failed against the great, arguably the yeah. greatest international and team And also when you think about internationally, it's, it's, that, that where's it was, the trouble Inter? So, I'm not even an Inter so, fan. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm pissed Let me just, the trouble was won in 2010, right? That's when the final was had. the trouble. That summer, Schneider was part. It was a crucial part of the team that went to the World Cup final. 
literally parallel to Modric, who won. I think he won the Champions better. League. One with went with Croatia all the way to the semis. No, he no, went to the final. The finals. I'm, I'm yeah, Snyder yeah. also did more in the in the in the game than than Modric did. No, that's, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, Snyder has the flick on to Milito for the first goal. I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I, I'm I always there. we'll go with on another pod, but. Um, I always ask Alex, like, what would be the one moment you get tattooed on you if you can as an Inter fan? Oh, it's the Milito cross chop on Alton Top on the on in the second goal in the Champions Alton League final. Alton Top, wow, what a throwback! I can remember. He circle X's the crap out of Alton circle X's <laughs> fake shot for those who don't play FIFA, which I doubt. If you listen to this pod, you definitely have to play. And the FIFA thing is, like, the minute he did that, I, I, it was the one time I had a sense of security and confidence <laughs> in the Inter squad because the minute he passed him, I'm like, he's gonna bury this. And he never si- misses. And since then, it's gone. The yeah, sense of security course. in the team of is course. okay. That it was that, the most interesting thing after that was just chaos, right? Like everyone's you know leaving. Get, you know what I get tattooed? Here we the, go. Uh, the goal, I think it was Vucinic against Kayeti where he took off his Vucinic. pants. I'm just gonna get Vucinic tattooed. Vucinic bare ass tattooed on Sampanata my body. too. Is not, of it. not a hundred sul campo. No, huh. <laughs> I, can, I can't even start the Milan moments. <laughs> what would be your, yeah, what would be your tattoo? All right, well. We're we're, go, we're going to say yeah. So I wanted <laughs> so that's kind of a good segue because ah oh boy here we go. Next thing I want to talk about I wanted now instead of talking internationally about the country as a whole, we're going to go into the country into into Serie A. I'm not uh, gonna lie, you know we haven't we haven't done the pod since the um, since we talked about the last international two three break. rounds of two we've we missed, missed two, about three two three rounds, rounds right? yeah and we know we saw Inter beat Napoli painstakingly as Lotaro hit the game winning goal. I was. For the record, we were watching the game together, and Marco was like, oh, Lautaro's so crap. Like, he, he doesn't deserve to be in the top 30. I'm not even kidding you. About two minutes, two seconds later. Two seconds later, he gets Correa goal. starts, like, crip walking up the up the, up the the field. <laughs> no, he wasn't crip with, walking. Like, he no, was dribbling. Like, like, at, like <laughs> he, a, wasn't cr- he had the ball at his Yeah, seat. he had, like, a, like a, sl- a snail pace, <laughs> and no one, was deci- no one decided to tackle him. It was, the mo- it was like a glitch, like a FIFA well, glitch. Well, I, I know, because I think that... <laughs> This, this defender, oh I think Lord. I think Di Lorenzo had a yellow card. I think one of the center backs had a yellow card too. I can't remember which one. But besides the point, he hit that and I was freaking out. But to get to my point, Inter seem to have all the momentum now. They're, they're a point behind Milan right now. They're only, I think, four points back of Napoli. Yeah, four points back. Galano, being the Interisti that you are, what do you think has gone right for the team? And where do you think, and do you think they can sustain this? Um... I don't know. It looks it looks good right now, um, but that's because Hakan is playing really well. And as Mike will tell you, you can't bank on that. He's the streakiest player. Yeah, when his highs are. are I about to say when he, when he when the streak is on, he's he looks like a world beater. But you've already seen it this year, right? Where he is just a dud. It's like and like Milan last year sometimes looked like they had ten men, and when he's had his bad games with Inter this year, it's mm-hmm. been like that. Yeah, yeah. I I I think. I still think we need a vice Zeko. I think that's probably the biggest need that we have, and another midfielder. Yeah, that's that's what I would ask for. I think that's that's the that would give me a little bit more confidence. I think I still think Milan are slight favorites just because they don't have. Well, we don't think they're going to have Champions League or any European. This is literally the Malakia folks. He's just no, trying to put not. the Malakia no, on Milan. Not. No, oh you yeah, may, you Milan. Still, you know they're you looking really good. Win. Um, Unbelievable, folks. But no, I I think listen, it looks good. Inzaghi worries me a little bit with his subs late in the game. I think he like could could be a little bit better there. Um, I am a little bit more worried about Dumfries. I feel like he shied away from him, and now that Darmian's hurt, he needs to prove himself. 
So I January is going to be the test. January is a really hard schedule. Especially, well, Champions League doesn't start back until I think February. But they have like a tough schedule. Yeah. I think they have the Supercopa with, with Juve. They got a bunch of games against top competition. So let's wait until then to really pass a decision. I still think Milan are slight-edged favorites, but otherwise, um, I'm encouraged. So, do you have like a midfielder in mind that you would add to the team in January? I think someone of the Van de Beek, like Ajax Van de Beek el- like ilk. I think something like that. Box to box has a little bit of can you know connect passes. Um, something like that would be great. Like and, an engine. Yeah, like another engine in the room because like Hakan. Great dead ball, right? Can really his, sh- his deliveries from set pieces have incredible, been incredible, incredible. Can really recently. strike a ball. Yeah, but if I can get a hybrid between him and Vidal, that would be perfect. That yeah, would be yeah, great. But yeah, but it's so hard to find. It's so hard to now, find. Right? There's very few that have like those engines. So that would be the only dude. I think Nandez might be something to be considered. So they said that with the injury to Darmian, they might bring Nandez in. Nandez, I think, makes a lot of sense because he's so versatile. For the right wing back or for center mid? Both. He can play both. That's the best part about him. Mm -hmm. And the way that that Inzaghi plays, I I love the new tactical arrangement. I really do. I'm so encouraged. He's a lot more attacking than he was at Lazio. Yeah, Yeah, Gaetano, so so, sort of speak more about like what you've noticed about like the coaching style, the difference and like, yeah. how do you, how much do you think of, how much do you think of this team is the inertia from Conte's title win? And how much of, the, of this like team do you think is sort of the new coach? So I think in terms of the mental fortitude, like the grinding out of games, yeah, that's Conte the, left over. Yeah. Like that's a hundred percent. Especially the Juve, back line. Juve the back DNA. three. Juve DNA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the back three. I love you, Marco. The, the back three has the Conte residue, mm-hmm. right? Like that's that's for yeah, sure. They, they defend hard. They yep. defend hard. They fight to the bitter end. They they know how to win. Yep. Um, going forward, it's been different. Like the Conte special is like Zeko, Lukaku, check in, pass off to a midfielder, Round out your run. They you're get, you're you forgetting get how it starts. Hondo to Bros, and then to the width, and then. But back now in. they're now under Inzaghi. They play up through the middle better. Mm-hmm. They the, the midfielders are more involved, right? Like the 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 way out from the back is not hoof it to your big guy up top and hope that he wins the aerial threat. What they do is now they actually play through the middle, which is really encouraging. They're not so dependent on their wingers, right? Like Conte to just so fresh. It was so frustrating. It was like. You could stop Inter if you could stop all the balls in the box from the width. That's how you stopped them. That that was the that was how you beat them. They Shot had nothing Shot in the Shot middle. Did it. He he got Eric Conte twice. got twice. Yeah, Conte got Erickson stuffed down his throat. He did not want him, and thank God he did because Erickson was the only one on that team that could play up through the middle, and that that was that was incredible. So Inzaghi's changed that. Inzaghi's like, we can play up the middle. We have talent. Let's use it. You know, let's not just be. Let's not try to just bludgeon teams. Right, we can actually win with our technique, which is something that I'm very encouraged by. This far into the season, would you sign on for Inzaghi for another, like, to take this team and have it be his for, let's say, like five years? Right now, yeah, I'm. I yeah, for you, sure. It's kind of hard to go against the results. Yeah, it's hard to go against like, the results. Hard to go against his age. Hard yeah. to go against his motivation. Also, he's he's a company man. He's not gonna. He's not going to lash out. Y- At this point thing- last year, Conte like, had two lash outs already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's Conte. But yeah. I think the only thing left for me to see from Inzaghi is like if, he close, like if he closes it out, if they take first and they close out the Scudetto. And then let's see how he does in Champions League because I feel like this is kind of like a weird tightrope for Inter because 
they won last year, so there's sort of this expectation that they go a little bit farther in Europe. But I also think that Italy is theirs for the taking. I wonder if he sees it the same way or if he's going to try to, you know, go after one, prioritize one or the other. The one thing that I've seen with Inter, and Galawan touched on this one or two pods ago, where Inter, when they play their style, they can play anybody. And their their, their style is very well equipped for playing against good teams in Europe mm-hmm. because they can show that they can play with teams. I saw an article on ESPN, I think it was either yesterday or today, where they were you know, doing a comparison between Inzaghi and Conte's system, and they were saying that Inzaghi is more proactive. They're not waiting for you to mess up and to extremely capitalize. They're like, no, we're going to take the game to you. And with the Napoli game and with the Milan game, took that, that's exactly what they did. They, they absolutely took it They're like, we have a, we're a better suited team to come at you with, with attack. And now I think they're starting to get, the team is starting to kind of get out of its shell where in Conte, it's like, you either do it this way or you're benched, where now they're like, oh, we can be a little more creative, and that's when Zaghi's wanting his team to do. Two thoughts. One, I after the first couple of weeks of the season, if you would have told me that Dumfries was not starting on Inter, I would have been like, you're crazy. That guy looks incredible, mm-hmm. and he looks bad. Like, he he's just out of it, but... Darmian has been really Darmian, good. So that, that, he's that been was very good. I always told Galan, it's like there's one guy where the move to Man U didn't make sense for Darmian. I don't yeah. know why. He he was a quote unquote Mourinho type player, but he's gone to Inter. He's had a rebirth. He's had it's been very good, very good. Very good. And, and, and Perisic too on the other side has been excellent. So there's one thing I realized with both of them that I think kind of goes unnoticed, where they're both semi dual. Well, Perisic more so than. Darmian, but they're both dual-footed. Both, both, yeah. both feet. So, especially in a wing-back system, that's huge. Because now with Darmian, you add questions of the defense where it's like, do I force him to cut inside, go on his left? Or do I take the chance of forcing him to the byline and go on his right? You don't know because his left is not as equally as comfortable, but is also decently likely. The one thing to notice, and that I've noticed a lot, especially with Darmian, Darmian's not really someone who goes up and crosses the ball. He's not a crosser. He shoots. He sh- he breaks through the lines. That's that's his. Pedisic is like, I'll beat somebody off the dribble and, and cross. cross. Yeah. Right. Darmian's like, no, like I know my ability. I'm more of I'm going to break through the lines and just going to get in the action, cause chaos. Right. And that's what Hakimi did really well too. The yeah, yeah, but I don't think he was as good of a shooter. In, no, he's not. And he's, in, a, he's a deadly crosser, not a shooter. But yeah. in Zagi's like. No, cut inside. And the reason why is because the difference with this formation is that the outside center backs, they take on players. Like you watch Skriniar Bastoni. Yeah. They go up. They, they're, they're, they're in there. They're, they're in the attacking third. They're, and also what I've been realizing with the center midfielders, when you have that wing back cut inside, Barella and whoever's on the left side, they're still, they're kind of wide yep, too. Exactly. So you have, not only do you have a shooting option from your wing back, but you also have these ball playing midfielders that can also loop yep. balls in. And that's a different dynamic as well. Yep. It's just like funny to see people complain on Twitter because they're like exactly what you're saying, because they take on the players like Inter has given up more goals this year than they did last year, but they're scoring more. Yeah. Right. They, they look there and they're still more entertaining. I'll to take watch. this team. I, that, I'll take that's this what I'm team saying. Right. Like with the current team, it's like, yeah, like they're not going to wow you offensive, but like you're going to need a gun and a couple hammers to break this defense down. And Zaga's like, yeah, we'll give up goal. Like the sense is like, we'll give up one to score three. Like yeah. that, that's the mentality. And honestly, Inter from going to very traditional Italian mentality last year with having Conte, this is very refreshing for those that are watching. Oh, it's good for the league. Exactly. It's, it's good, good for, for the league. league, and also it's good for the European press where it's like, okay, 
you know, we've had the same story with Inter for two years in a group stage out. Now it's like, oh, this might be a team we have to look out for because they can play and they're and they have a good enough defense where it's like they can cause issues to break down as well. Listen, last year in the Champions League, there wasn't one game where like we took it to them, right? In each, in every single game this year, yeah. Bes, bes, of course, besides maybe the first Shakhtar game, like Inter took it to them. Inter took it to Real Madrid. We deserve that win. We yeah. just we just couldn't put the ball away. Like there wasn't a game under Conte in the Champions League where I was like, we we deserve the win, right? It was like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, we got it. No, yeah. that's fair. That's totally fair. Talking about good for the league. Well, real quick, I, 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 I was gonna, before we glares get into that, at you at you, Julia. See, I'm not the only one who does it. I plead the fifth. I, so, I this entire podcast, I'm pleading. I the think fifth. like one of the other things, like going off of good for the league. I think that the Napoli Inter game was a good game, yeah. and I think so often in Italy, like you get these really underwhelming games yeah. when the yeah. big boys clash. I think like relative to the Inter Milan game, I think Inter was probably. A bit ahead of Napoli. The disparity again, wasn't as high. But it, exactly, I yeah. think the gap was smaller, and I think that that's kind of it's a, a microcosm of how I see the table, right? not the table, but how the table at the end of the season, I should say, right? That's yeah. how I think it's going to look. Inter, Napoli, Milan, somewhere after that. Mm-hmm. It's funny though because Mar- I think it was Mario Rui missed that like sitter in front. Well, of the he net. didn't. He didn't miss it. He he did he banged it over the bar. No, he didn't. So as a as a wingback crashing in, you're taught that when you're given a cross and you have to head it, you head it down. You want to head it down onto the ground so that way you don't risk skying it. He did that. What was saw, what we looked at the replay, Handanovic got fingers to it, hit it up, and it magically went over the bar. First of all, that you get Handanovic two years ago, he, he makes that save so much easier than the way he did. He pushed it down and up. Oh, no, no, he pushed it up. No, he put, no, he had to because Marui. He's hit going it. off to his right. He could just push it around the bar instead. No, he, he's going. He missed, no, he's no, going to his left. He's going to his right. No, he's com- left. He completely mishits it. He completely mishits it. Which which one are you talking about? The Mario Rui one. The cross, so like the 90th yeah. minute. Yeah, he's no, going he's, to his right and he misses it completely. I think regardless yeah. of that, like I was watching that and my biggest, like the biggest thing I'm thinking about, I'm like it would be the most, the most Napoli thing ever. If you look back and you're like, that's the chance that blew the title. Yeah. If they if they lose it by like a point or something like yeah. that, you'd be like, God damn it. That would be the most. Well, no, you, you could point to <laughs> blowing a game against Verona and other stuff, but that, that's not here or there. Did you see the video of Spalletti when they missed? I didn't. Oh my God. It was, it, like, he probably blew a gasket. No, he like, he just, he just fell. He looked kind of like Romagnoli over the week oh. over the weekend. Oh God. He just like fell to Why? his knees. He just fell Lowest straight hanging so, fruit. <laughs> He didn't go he, after Romagnoli. I've been holding on. Later, later, later we'll talk, but he did not look good. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, the but, whole Milan team yeah. looked like shit. But let's get into another team that looks like shit. Juve. I mean, they got... Okay, we're coming. We're coming. It's well, live so on the 30th here. They beat Salernitana. So that, that we big did result. Big, big result. result. Mike, can you tell me what place Salernitana's in right now? 20th. Oh, okay. Out of 20. Are, actually, are they 19th? <laughs> they are 19th. Okay. I'm sorry, Salerno. I didn't mean to disrespect I think they were actually dead last. I think they were actually they dead are, last. They are, yeah. No, they're yeah. dead last. I was right. And uh, it was one nothing, and then they hit the post. They did. And then we scored a second against Salerno. Dybala missed the penalty, too. Well, no, you, no, you actually, <laughs> really missed no, the penalty. No, no. So you, you scored a second goal from a Cuadrado free kick that rattled off, and they called, right. they called it back because I think there was a foul on the, on the... Inter-mafia. On the... 
<laughs> Gaetano isn't here. So I, I love that you two are sitting next to each other. That's the best part. I mean, he's not here right now, so I can talk. He's getting water. He's getting ready. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a foul in the center back. They called it back because of that. Cause it was a, it was a cle- uh, a boot on yeah. the leg. So they called it back, but you got, you guys deserve that one. I mean, obviously it's learning town, but you know, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna try to take your spot out of it, but like, what, what do you, how are you reacting to the UVA struggles recently? <laughs> I mean, it's just not surprising. I mean, like I said in the oh last, God, like so I said on last, po- last podcast, this, this is just a team that's it's a just, rebuilding team. It's exa- yeah. that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's just that the, the fact of the matter is, no one can save this team. You can't bring in a coach that's oh wow, the system works. This I think I think like if you had the knowledge right now of like the way that they were gonna play under Allegri. Would you take Pirlo back? Because I kind of feel like if you're going to crap the year away That's again, just, you might as well yeah, just yeah, give it yeah. to this guy. Why would, but why would you hire Pirlo expecting immediate results when you know he's a new coach? So it's, th- th- there's, no, there's no thinking. Paratici, just, just an idiot. The whole team, just it's just the ownership structure, the, the man, it's just... Word on, the, word on the street is, is that little cousin John Elkins thinking about firing on Yelly. Little cousin. That would be hilarious. That would be hot. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. High. With this the whole with the whole debacle with the the super league and all this, sh- the, just the ego behind Agnelli. Like I appreciate him, but I mean he does not. He's well, not been. In you're the gonna need a light. super league. Yeah, they're gonna, gonna, gonna get relegated it. to City. Yeah. Is that G. what they're renaming City B? <laughs> super League. If it, okay, folks. If, super Lega do it. I will unironic. I will unironically leave this podcast if Juve goes to City B. I can't stand. <laughs> I can't stand Gaetano. Where are you? Yeah, you're gonna. Not I don't have want to be. To talk I'll support about. Regina. I'll talk about them, but Gaetano's gonna be a, a prick. Nah, nah, nah. You got no. What? No. Nah, <laughs> if Juve, if Juve <laughs> is guilty of this again, no, they should have no fans. Wait, wait, every ten years, you could bank on a huge. Wait, have they? they been charged the like the cooking the books before no they raided their offices no yeah. but no but i'm yeah. saying like why are we I'm saying that's the charge the charge is that they did the they did faulty for, transfers from, no think, i'm not saying that but i'm saying yeah, like every if they get, you know, if they get in trouble i'm sorry for i guess it's closer every 15 years you know yeah. they're doing something that is they're gonna get fine they're not gonna get relegated. no they're not gonna get relegated no, it's, because just, it's it, just fun because they air quote didn't find anything close quotes i'll say this right like watching the game against atalanta that's a huge loss yeah that was a that that's was a, a bad loss. Yeah, a, a bad a, loss. Yeah. But they didn't they didn't I think that they, nothing, they you know? merited yeah. a point. Yeah. I think that that would have been a fair result. It's one of the, it's one of those ones in years past where like the past few years it was like, oh man, Juve, they're not really great, but man, they get those results and that's why they win the title. Yeah. It was one of those games where that's just a so, well, so look at the, example. But, but Atalanta had one shot that game. And yeah. it was a so, it was a perfect move yeah, on a shot. That's, 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 me, that's, me and Marco both thought both thought at the end that might have been a handball in the box. I mean look yeah, because like swinging back of the arms on that header, you like know, Juve may have got. I've natural. seen Juve get penalties for oh, that yeah. earlier in the season that were less level. deserving than yeah, the one that they yeah. should have gotten yeah, in Atalanta's yeah. game. Julia, what else you got? I just don't want to talk with Gatana on. <laughs> but no, so what? I'm just, we're just talking about <laughs> to, facts here. To, to Mike's point, and I yeah, two yeah, things yeah. to comment on that Mike said. One, when he talked about the game, you know, I saw the game from when the goal was scored. Juve were the better team. Like they looked more promising. They had a more of a cohesive attack. And honestly, yeah, you lost the game. But you can see like, there are signs of some yeah. improvement, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you didn't win on the day, but, you know, it's, just, it's, it's one, one of those, those things where luck, it's just, yeah. to, win, to win a chance, sometimes, you have to have, yeah. you just need sometimes luck. It's, so, that, that day was like it wasn't their day that day. I, but it's I one of those losses where it's a crushing, like, oh, Jesus, yeah. we're, in this, think, we're in this rut. So the biggest thing for that game for me was just, like, Dybala has no outlet. Like, 
Atalanta's yeah. throwing three, four guys at him at a time. Because and they, like, look, they're mugging him, properly. right? They're throwing him around. Yeah. It's not built properly. It's not built but properly. But I think it, it's especially tough for him because, like, he's an injury-prone dude. People, yeah. Teams are playing him rough because they know that that's know. how you win against him. And they know who, who else do we have? But I will I mean, say... obviously Chiesa, thank God. But well, Chiesa's hurt now, but yeah. Chiesa's kind of been on bad form yeah. right now, and I think that that's been hurting I Dybala think. a lot, and it's kind of just... See, just that's your productivity. I, Everyone's complaining about the four four two that that Allegri's playing. It's like, not Allegri's fault. I don't think so either. I the problem is DiBala and Kiss. I I I I was hoping that I was wrong because I thought it'd be exciting to see. I don't think they can coexist. I I don't th- I think DiBala can. I think DiBala is only made for a four four two or a four four one one something. I think like he, where has he has to play off of a he has to play striker. Off of, and Kiesa needs to be a, a winger. Yeah, yeah. He needs to be in a front three. There's a lot so of there's talk a problem about like there. putting him up as a number nine. That's, and I that's don't stupid. see that. That's that is so, so stupid. I, I, I also I don't I don't want that because when you're putting up as a number nine in Serie A, you need to be big. He's not a big guy. One, you have to be a false nine. And two, from speaking from a national team kind of selfishness. That I think leads to more moment. possibilities of him getting hurt. Yeah, and and, and then plus, but that's not, it's just not, he's not a nine. Not his no, natural not a nine. role. Give him a one on one on the right side. That's his thing. That's, yeah, he's devastating at it. Also, De- yeah. also, I think I think now because they, everyone's had a season to get to know Kiss and get to see how he plays. Like I think that's part of why he's not having a bad year. I, I don't, don't think it's necessarily because him. I think it's because the defense nah. has changed to be on um, focused I, on him. I disagree. I think the games where he's played. And he's allowed the liberty to do what he wants to do. He's very, he's incredible. Which is he? Did, that's what he did for Italy. He did it for Italy, and he did it that one game where he came in. I think it was Fiorentina. He came in and just took over the match. That's yeah. what he, he was does. incredible. The problem is Allegri. And I think I blame Allegri. I think Allegri okay. is more responsible for this than people think. He he doesn't trust Chiesa. That he oh, he, he doesn't trust young players. He doesn't that, trust young players. That's the he that's doesn't the trust Chiesa. And apparently special. they're linked to to Vlaovic. If you're Vlaovic. Why would you want to be? Why would you want Allegri and it, coaching? And you're you? seeing what he's doing to Chiesa right now. Yeah, you're seeing well, what he's doing. It's not to... just Chiesa. I think like Locatelli's all form too. Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah. yeah, There's no way I would want. Like, listen, I want Vlaovic to stay. And also Delict. Like, yeah. I mean, come on. Delict might be the one player that Allegri could now. Actually help. He's getting better now. Yeah. yeah, but that's just because he's playing more. I'm sorry. Make your exactly. point, and then we'll no, get no. Back I, to I'm that. just saying, like, you want to rebuild, right? I, I was of the belief when he was brought in, and I'm of the belief now, further so, Allegri's not the guy. Allegri's not the guy you bring to build it. If you had a senior roster that's like wait, going for a championship... Well, what, what does that sound like? That sounds like he took over for Conte. Yeah, exactly. That's that's who you bring him in for. This this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. I, well, that's, that's why I, I disagree whole- with that point, because I think when, when, when Allegri came in, no one thought that that team could win a Champions League. And I think it's a little revisionist history because Lallegri had them looking so good that people now are like, well, of course, if your team's ready to win it. But when he came in, people were like, like Conte couldn't get them out of anything. And people were like, this is a good Juve team, but Italy's just bad. And that's like what the thinking was. Julia, what do you think? Well, I think I think for me, the, the, the whole wild talk in the summer was just like, he's going to get this like Sir Alex Ferguson deal. It's just like, like I, I, like I appreciate... Like I appreciate him for what he's done, but like you gotta you gotta look back at the circumstances. He came to a pre-made team. Yeah. Whatever you think of him as a coach, whatever you think of like what did with Milan, like winning the title with Milan back in the day, destroyed Milan, destroyed Milan well, no, back in the day. That's not so much his fault. Yeah, um, that was all Leonardo. The rating back at Milan, but um, <laughs> no, it's just uh, I don't know. It, it it's it's just a weird 
situation. And I wonder how long they're gonna, you know, they're gonna trust him to to keep the reins. He's they gonna be to. there the end of his yeah, contract. Yeah. They, I, think I, so I, too. I think like they cannot afford to be paying like just financially. They can't afford to be paying him his monster salary and having and ha- who do they this bring in? The, is the other the question. Only, no one's gonna solve this team. You just have to stick with someone. The, That's it. The the only way I see him leaving is if. Like what you mentioned, like Elkin coming in and being like, you know what? I want to rid the stink of, of Agnelli. I want it, it everybody to connected to him, gone. With the scandal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the only way. Allegri, his his biggest mistake in life is connecting himself to that that schmuck, right? Yeah. Like, that's And if Elkin comes in and he's like, you know what? Let's rid everybody that's involved here and get... I could totally see that happening. That's the only way I see him going. Yeah. No, I... So I wanted... You know, we talk, we keep talking about rebuilding, and Mike brought up a good point about keeping Pirlo. I think if you have the mindset of rebuilding, why wouldn't you have kept Saudi? Well, I think Saudi. Well, I'll get back to that. I just yeah. have a quick point to make about like this is tough now for Juve because if this if this season were happening last year, I think before the Euros, before Italy took it, they could afford to not make the Champions this League. Uh, Champions League this for the next year and be okay and have it be like a, a two-year rebuild, right, type of thing. If they don't make Champions League now, it's going to be catastrophic yeah. because I think Delict is going to want to leave and I think worse for them is that Chiesa is going to ask to go. That if this happened last that year, would be a that would be yeah, and, and it'll disaster. happen and, and he'll end up in England because he's got he's got the profile to go to oh, England. Oh, he would kill it. Would the, kill only, it. the only yeah. place I could see him going would be like Milan... They don't like, have the money for that. I'm saying, like, there's, there, I, yeah, I can't even think of a place that he would go to. If, in Italy. If, if you touch Chiesa, I mean, but well, I think it's it's vital that they have to just start finding a way to make points. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, if they don't make Champions League, yeah, for sure as hell, Vlaovic isn't staying in City. Right, like, right now, Juve is the only potential yeah. suitor for him. Right, right now, right now they're seven points out of Champions League behind Atalanta. I mean, that that that's salvageable. I just don't know. We saw how quickly seven points gets erased. Seven no, agreed. This, this yeah, past yeah. weekend, and, like, and, right? and again, we're we're barely over a third into the season. There's plenty of soccer to play. And again, there. if you if you erase the embarrassing Chelsea loss, which it, it, it's bound to happen when a team of that caliber comes against a team that's just rebuilding. Yeah, you erase that. We beat Lazio two 0 You lose your close game to, to Atalanta one 0 and then you draw. I mean, you pick up good. You pick you up solid three Milan, points yeah. against Salernitana. Yeah, too I mean, much not, getting. Ma- sorry, God. No, it's just. You you wonder if in the second half of the season the Allegri kicks in where it's oh man Juve wins one nothing here one nothing there one nothing here oh shit they're in fourth place again exactly his, yeah his record in March is like apparently ridiculous like yep. his teams just absolutely take off in March well his, yeah his team skyrocket possible. yeah I mean since since 2017 Juve's just been kind of meh in yeah. a lot of ways they've been on a very slow decline very slow decline because they've always managed to win and win ugly but win yeah and then it stopped working obviously as we mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, so I, I really wonder if Allegri can be that man that's like, okay, we're going to grind these points out. But at a certain point, too, it's not Allegri's fault. The no, personnel no. that he's been handed this time, it's rough. And I think yeah. like there is a legitimate like appreciation and love on Allegri's side for being at Juve. Um, but I think like we're talking about um, you know Juve and like what they're doing right now. That too much is made of the four 0 Chelsea loss. I it's agree. a team that's seventh yep. in Italy or something like that, I going agree. up against a team that's. One of the best in the world and competing and, for the Champions League. And they're League. number one in England right, right. now. Right, and they play, they're playing at Stamford Bridge. And Chelsea lost at 
you know, at in, the J in, or whatever yeah. they decided to yeah. call it now. In, 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 in turn, they lost one nothing. It's fine. So. I think at, yeah, like, I going yeah. into the group, if someone was like win and a loss against Chelsea, 100% of Juve fans should take and that. And they yeah. qualify for the next round. So, like, the, yeah, I, 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 think, were, I think a lot yeah. was made of that that loss. I, listen, but I'm you not, know who I'm not someone to come yeah. to Juve's defense. I, it's a bad game. You're coming it to Allegri's defense, not Juve's defense. I, no, I'm coming to Juve's defense on that one. Like, yeah, Chelsea's a great freaking team. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's just, it's a classic loss. Like, there's no other way it would no, happen. It just, you got yeah, a good team and it's fine. Champions League and you they're got a team the that's They're the incumbent winners of there. the damn thing. Like, and, you, and what are we? Nothing. It's, it's, uh, a team that's looking for, for I'm not I, with identity. you. I'm not with you. Don't say saying, we when I'm talking no, no, to no, you. No, no, no. We is in Juve. Juve. <laughs> there it is. I say think Juve. Juve. We. We. Get, getting back to today, right? <laughs> getting back to like what's going on with Juve. I think yeah. today's lineup that he played was the most interesting that he's played in the year in the in the season. Because rather than just kind of having these like about Kiesa. fake center midfielders playing on the on you know out on the right, well Kiesa's injured. Um, no, right. it's just it's interesting, like seeing how that might, like when he comes back, like what right. is so, like. Like yeah. I'm saying, like Kez is injured, but like he, I guess he would just get plugged in exactly where Kulusevski is. But having right. like two proper, like you know, quasi wingers in Bernardeski and Kulusevski finally playing, I thought that that was interesting. And obviously, like you know, it's tough to judge because you're going up against Salernitana, which is not a soccer team. Yeah, he went he went four two three one from what I'm looking at right here with Kane. Leading it played the line. it played like a four four two. Yeah, it played like a four four two. Yeah, it played like a four four two, and I think it was interesting. And I think going back to your point earlier, guy, if he's like if if he committed to this kind of a lineup where he has an actual guy playing out on the wing on the left, and you have more width. Maybe that opens a little bit more room in the middle. I still don't know about it, right? About the Dybala Chiesa connection, but right. like maybe that would be a more interesting lineup the, to go the, with. The problem for me is that you, first of all, you have Locatelli next to one central midfielder, right? It's you. <laughs> it's me, right? It's Bentancourt. Yeah. But the the problem is, is and that is he a good player? No, he's not. He's not a good player. I'm private. To so be fair though, like Benton Bentancourt, like. Player. Everyone thought like two years ago he was sure. going to be a real deal. Like he, that's on him. That's not really on anybody yeah, else. Yeah, I mean, he, did, yeah, like it's been it's been a while now. But now he's basically just like glorified Studato. Rabio too. <laughs> he's just, you have two yeah. Rabios. You have two Studatos. <laughs> the, the the problem the problem with this four four two is that one when Kies is in the lineup he's going to be way too deep. Right, he's not going to be in his prime position where he's far out wide and he has the ability to make something happen in the attack. That's one problem. The other problem is. It's Locatelli and some schmuck. That's not good yeah. enough. That's it. When you only have two players, if you go up against a good midfield, right, and you only got two, and it's Locatelli and one of those four, that's a problem. That's a weakness. Want to buy Kessie? Now, how long, how long has that problem existed for? Uh, for since, since Vidal 20, left. Yeah, yeah exactly. Since, since, since we lost to Real Madrid exactly. in the Champions League final. Exactly. Even when you had a great midfield, you played three in the midfield. Yep. Right? So, like three. So Mike Mike brought up bringing in Kessie. I don't think Basel. that'll happen. I think he. And to, no, I'm just saying. I'm saying not even from a <laughs> regard disregarding wages. Disregarding wages. In terms of, a, in terms I, I, of I, think, I think their play styles can def- really complement each other. I think that Locatelli paired with a dude like Kessie with that physical presence, yeah. who can also play passes. I think that would work. Yeah, because then Listen, it'd be an upgrade. Th- I haven't thought about this idea, but if that happens. Oh my God, Mike! Oh no, it'll hurt. <laughs> but then you'll have the Milan army on oh Twitter. God. You have the Milan army on Twitter telling me that it's better for Milan that he's at Juve somehow. <laughs> Maldini's playing five D chess. <laughs> he's sending in a he's sending in someone a locker room cancer, some shit like that. 
The reason why I, the reason why I, I wanted him. I think Mike would be so upset. So, because oh, you know he'd go back to like last year Kessie form too. It'd be it'd be good. I want it to happen. Also, I don't know if this is just like my like hopeful like fanaticism, but Morata had some comments about about Vlaovic the other day about like oh like I hope he Wait. stays in Italy, but we're completely out of the running. I don't know if I believe him. Yeah, something just. I, a part of me feels like he's sniffing around, but he's giving the media all this. Because listen, like, but he works quietly. He does. That's why. Like, he has. It's, all, that, it's that eye. The eye is just looking just, for a deal. It just makes the, mo- the molecular. It just makes so much sense, right? Like, you go up to Rocco. Like, listen, give me a discount just to avoid selling him to Juve. You've already done that mistake once before. You don't want to do it again, right? Like, isn't he? He'll yeah, probably he also just, wants to to really screw over Juve. I think he he'd get oh, a lot yeah. out of oh, that. Oh my god. That would, that would that would be hysterical. It's so sad. That I, I would happen. I would demand a podcast. Like a, like a, a emergency a mo- pod. No, it'd be a mock like press conference between Galano and and Julio to see who gets more mad at who first. Um, but we're done with Juve for now. I want to shift over to Milan because Milan, as of late, you know, the results haven't been going their way, especially with this last three one loss to Milan. I mean, sorry, it's successful. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place today. Work's been rough. Work's been rough. Uh, Mike, what are your thoughts on Milan's recent struggles? Well, Capitan Futuro. I think that this is ex- <laughs> this is exactly what I called happening to Milan, right? Like this is exactly what happened last year. It, they, yeah. they start. They finished. They finished first place at the, at the end of, of the. Yeah, end they of were the, the they were the yeah. winter yeah. champions, right? The champions. Or Christmas they got Panettone. And and yeah. this is exactly what happened. You start red hot. And then they just die. And like last year, I think the game that broke them was the Culpa game against Inter, where uh, Zlatan got where the record. When they was yeah. Erickson yeah. with the that free game kick. broke them. Yeah, and and like Erickson, yeah. I mean, and it was funny because like that broke them, and it just sent Inter into a different realm. But I mean, Milan against Sassuolo, it's a it's a recipe for disaster. Berardi has scored ten percent of his <laughs> no joke. He I has know. scored ten percent of his Serie A goals against Milan. I wouldn't that be surprised. Bonkers. I wouldn't be surprised if there's another fifteen percent that's just against Inter. Oh no, he he's an Inter guy. He hates Milan. No, but I'm saying he, like scores, he, he, score, he scores Inter or he play he, like if if you if Berardi played every game that he played against there. But I, I think like look, I mean it's tough to even talk about Manyan coming back to the to the starting lineup because he couldn't save a single ball. All three of those shots, he had nothing that he could have done better. Yeah. Um, I think Romagnoli had a Romagnoli game. It was really bad. Florenzi is just washed, and he he's just an extra body. He's good to have, you know. Are they playing him? Are they playing him as a right back or a right winger? They played him as a right back. He's better than Conti. Conti is another one of those legendary transfers. Yeah, he was. He he was. He was so hyped, and then yeah. the injuries killed him. Yeah. And I think they just like didn't take chances. Like they they didn't create. It's the same kind of issue that they had against Fiore, where it was like they kind of did, they didn't deserve three goals against Fiore. I think that that was like. Oh, the, the Bonaventura kind of pass line. back. That was yeah. ridiculous. The, the scoreline is misleading there. They were not they were not a goal away from being in that game. They got completely outplayed. And this game is like a more true one. I think Milan is on a bad run of form. And I think tomorrow kind of has trap game written on it because it's mm. Bologna. And like I'm eating my words with Bologna. But I think that that's a team that's going to like make yeah, Bologna, things really Bologna uncomfortable. Bologna are stamp-pat in ninth right now. Yeah, they're going to make it uncomfortable. They one one right there. But Milan needs this win. And I think like that, that look, looking at the standings, like if Milan wants to show 
that they are a legit team that can win and challenge in Serie A, they need to be able to be like, yeah, we, we just lost two straight games. We don't care. Out of might, uh, out, exactly, of, exactly, out of sight, out, out of, of mind. mind. Yeah, it's the we don't care that they just need to like get, you know, like Mike's saying, when they're hot, they're hot, and then they just don't have that that like will to keep going. Julio's um, always trying to say Grinta. He's trying to say, he's got like a contract <laughs> or something the that he wants to say the like cat. 10 the times. I'm sorry, Kitty. Uh, well, it's the it's the Allegri, it's the Allegri Grinta where you win with ugly ugly points. But it's not, even the, it's not even the cool one. I mean, like hats <laughs> off to uh, hats off to Sassuolo, who's been playing some really good soccer again. They've 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 they, got some good. They got a win against Juve and Milan. Like yeah, those are those are tough. one wasn't I don't, too impressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't get I don't get how they keep just producing these really good forward these really good Italian forwards one and two how they keep producing these like very good attack minded coaches I don't get it and midfielders right and like midfielders. I mean yeah, well, they, they took Loca from please Milan. I that's the midfielder I want Maxi Lopez no, I want Fratesi Fratesi's so very good and listen the Sooning model is for like young Italian players they divert they kind of diverted from that to win the Scudetto I hope they're going back to it that's the player I want I want Fratesi very badly um, Fratesi would be a would be a super Marotta move. Perfect. Say, and, and you have Marotta who's known for those types of moves. He's got the relationship with Carnevale too. Like it, it, it all makes sense. Here's the problem though. Um, with Milan, you guys, I think before that game, you guys had the best defense in Serie A. No, Napoli. You guys were close to Napoli. You were third. But I, I thought I thought that number was very deceiving. Oh I, yeah. I think that defense is so. I think you have one good center back. I think I think I Tires think good I for say, every other day. I, yeah, I think I'd say that. Like, I think that our wing back situation is sometimes great, but like, you get these games, and I think it's games against like tough wingers. Teo gets exposed. Yeah, he really he's a great center back going forward. But like, I remember like last year we had this conversation about like Hakimi versus Teo in the beginning of the year, and it's like so obvious to me now. It's like yeah, I mean Hakimi's better going forward and at defending. Yep. Teo is just lifeless on defense sometimes. Yep. It's tough and to watch. It, and, and him diving in the attacking third doesn't help. Oh, don't get me started. He's the most oh, frustrating player in Italy. I have... I've, I can't. I Wait, so now... So, hold on. I want to... I've never on. loved and hated a player as much as I do. I want to I wanna pose a question yeah. to both of you. What do you guys hate more? His diving or his hairstyles? His diving. Oh, diving. Diving? I yeah, can't. His, his, his hairstyles are kind of bad, though. His, his, his diving is everything that's wrong with soccer. The dude, the dude will get, like... like not even touched, and he's going to ground, and he's staying there wailing. Rolling That's what I'm saying. Yeah, pain. it's it's just embarrassing. But I, I like going back. Like he's not been defending well. Like in these past couple of games, like you and and Fiore is another good team that has like good wing play, and they expose the shit out of Milan's defense. Yeah. Um. If Tom, if Kyer's not on his day, it, like it's too much for Tamori to handle. Um. Calabria, you know, he's still not playing right now, which is tough because I think Calabria is also a real anchor. And and he balances out. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, people think, don't like give him the credit that he's. I think he's the probably the best right back in Italy. One A, one B. Yeah, he's he's one. He's up there. Yeah, and I also I think he sh- he should be your captain. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I he think does wear the. <laughs> I think well, no, because think about it. It's like he's Italian. He's Italian. <laughs> it's it's he's the, from the academy. It's it's a typical Milan mold. He's he's young. He's Italian. He's a wing back, and he's and he's. Like when you think nah, about it, they're going to give it to to Serie B Maldini. Listen, you don't got to <laughs> preach to me about taking the ban from Romagnoli. You don't got. I, I about to say I, we got we got to go to you see your thoughts on Milan. No, I I think like I said, I think they have a the depth issues that they have is not where they where they expected. Right, everyone was like, no, they need a striker because you know they only have these two aging guys. They've been fine. 
Up top, they've been all right. It's at the defense. Gabia is uh, not a Serie A player right now. He's not. Yeah. He's definitely not a top five, top top six team Serie A player. Yeah, right? I, I, th- I think I think he had a rough game. Rough you know, two it's, games. it's rough putting him up against Vlaovic and being like, go defend maybe the best striker in the league. Although yeah. Kiar's defending of Vlaovic was comical because he was just loose. Oh yeah, he just if he got a card early in that game, that game could have ended ended up five two like that. Kaya got away with a lot that game. But the other thing is like, look at Skamaka's goals. Where the, he he takes three yeah. steps and strikes that with nobody that, around. That's him. what that's what I was saying too. Like when it's happening, it's like there's no pressure on the ball. And like one, you know, I, there was like obviously like the redeflections, whatever. But don't give them the opportunity to do that. I yeah. think it's like the first rule of defending is don't let them put yeah. the ball on the the on guy. The, net. the guy's profession is shooting a ball into a net. Why would you give him the leeway to do that? The the problem is is that also I think. The reason why that gap opened up is Tonali seems to be falling back to earth a little bit. He's fading again. He's fading again. That's expected with a player that's so young. Like, let's put it this way. He's already had a better season than what he had last year. Yeah. Right. He could be crap. He could be like he was last year for the rest of the season. He'll already be better than he was last year. So that's promising. However, these inconsistencies are going to happen. Right. Also, another guy who kind of cooled off in the last two games, Brahim. Brahim has also cooled off a little bit. So, Well, the whole team is on a down. The the whole team is, I, I think... Zlatan got a bad rating, but he's not going to be able to be useful if he has no help. So I think maybe with Tomori back, they'll be better. Let's see how they do. I, I think you're right. Bologna is a trap game. That's not an easy game. Mahalovic, you never know. I think I think if Milan lose tomorrow, and it's a, it's your draw, you're going zero for nine points in these league. Like that that shows a lot, and it's like against teams. Maybe you shouldn't win all three of these, right? Because, like, Sassuolo's good. Fiore's good. Bologna's been playing above, like, what I think they are. But you need points. And if you're going to win the Scudetto, you need to take, I think, seven from those three matches. So now my, my question to you, then, is if they lose against Bologna, do you start questioning Pioli? I mean, I've questioned Pioli the whole time. But, like, I mean, he that, did get you guys second, so it's like... He got a second, right? But, like, the... Don't forget, match day 38 could have seen Milan out, and for a good portion of that day, Milan was the fifth-place team in Italy. Yeah. Milan went from first place at Christmas to hanging around in maybe a Europa League spot. Don't forget that. And they started red-hot again, and he's got... The problem is, is like he works his players super, super hard. And like right now, you're running into this situation where it's like... They're just dying. Like they, They're lifeless, and like you run... I mean, the depth is a different problem. I think like Bakayoko is... Bakayoko should not be yeah. starting on a top-level Serie A team. So I got I got a question for you, Mike. I think it was a year ago where they were deciding between Ranić and Pioli. Uh, Ranić really just recently just yeah. got the Man United job. If Ranić. you had to make that decision, who are you taking? Right Ranić. Now? I mean, the reasons that they went with Pioli was because it, it was a similar type beat. Where it was like Milan was playing well. And if you remember after 2020, like the break for COVID, when Milan came back, they were red hot. Yeah. And it's the same thing, right? Like if you if you just don't look at the months, it's like restart, red hot. Restart again after the summer, red hot. Restart again, red hot. So he's doing it, right? And he's coming back and he's looking good. But he can't do that over 38 matches, which makes sense, right? Because like if they did it over 38 matches, what they did already... They'd have broken the point record. They'd smash it. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that the lows that he comes down into 
are really bad. I think Ranić also has really good developmental qualities. I think like you look at what's happened at Leipzig after like well, while yeah, he was so there, it's really really impressive. In- interesting. He's done pretty well. He's with developing done great with talent. young players. Exactly. I, I shouldn't I shouldn't like cut him that. Yeah. I just think that like Ranić. I think is a better coach. Like I, I don't think Pioli's bad, and I think he's going to be at Milan for the long haul. But I think call a spade a spade. He's a better coach. He's so I have an interesting fact about Ranić. When you look at aside from Leipzig, what teams did he develop the youth for? Can you think of them? Hoffenheim, I think he was kind of, but that was more of like a blank paper where it's like there's nothing there. He just kind of like there was no history, there's no expectations, so he kind of had his like way of like expectations and stuff. Yeah, Leipzig, I think is just like Le- perfect. Le- well, I feel like Leipzig. I mean. You can maybe make a case where it's like they had the talent there. They just uh, needed a guy to have someone of a system. I don't know about that. Well, I mean, think about it. look at Werner. Like, look how far he's fallen off not being at Leipzig. Yeah, but you could also say this. Like, you know, hypothetically, you'd be like, yeah, it's because a guy like Ronnie knows how to get like knows how to get the best out. Yeah, of him, I right? mean, like, don't wrong. I think I think Ronnie is a good coach. I'm not saying he's not, but I'm saying like you know, I I want. I mean, again, this might just be the English media. There's like, oh, he's the interim savior with his new consultancy. He's going to be a part of after the year. And I'm just like, no, stop it. Like, relax. But I, I and like yeah. I, I should clarify, right? Like, I'm not at all unhappy with Pioli. I think like that is just a better coach. I'm upset that a team like United has him because I think he's going to do good things. Yeah, That's a talented team. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's got young players. He's going to get a lot out of them. And like Pioli like again, like I don't want to sound like too, you know, caught up in like the last two games. Mm-hmm. He's been phenomenal this year. But I think it gets looked past a lot of time like how catastrophically bad the second half of Milan's yeah. 2021 was, right? Like Yeah. So that's the thing I want to point to as well, where it's like with purely, yeah, you know, if I could already see where it's like if they lose against Bologna, you know, everyone's like, tear it down, get a new coach. Like, no, you guys remember, it's like, yeah, as Mike said, the second half of 2021 wasn't that great, but it's at a point where it's like he did get you in Champions League, and if you try to wait the Champions League performances this year on it, you can't. That group is impossible. And the, I mean, like the refs straight stole a game from Milan. Like yeah. we should have beaten Atleti. But, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like I think if there is outrage over the the no, I, I, game, I don't. I don't think that there's like going to be outrage over like that. I think yeah. you're right about that. The Bologna game, I think like nine, like going O of nine, like people are going to start to hit the panic switch. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel like maybe like the Bologna, maybe the game. If you lose a game after the Bologna game, then it's time. I, I think the Bologna game because this has been a, a decent run of like tough matches that you guys have had. It's a similar situation though to like what's going on, like how I feel the Allegri situation is. Yeah. I think Milan can lose five, six straight games. Pioli's not going anywhere. He just signed a renewal. No, fair. Like, and I, and again, I'm glad that he's going to be at the helm because I don't think Milan could go out and get an obvious upgrade over him. And I think like the time to to maybe have done that would have been different. Yeah. But I, I I think it's also funny because like people that are like you know Padre Pioli and stuff like that now like there <laughs> there is a lot there's a lot of people that were really upset with the initial appointment. You know, a lot of I people were that. not I excited about that, yeah. it, and a lot of people in Milan fans did want Rag. I, I think I think that they're because I think that reaction was mainly towards because they saw what did at Inter, he didn't do well at Inter. I think right. that was their most recent right. memory of him. So like, whoa, he can't... Like, when you fail at one of the big three, it's like, oh, you can't coach a big team. Like, that's how people think about it. But, I'm glad you said your piece on Milan, but I want to go to a team that none of us had an affiliation for, but have finally got their win after a long run of just tough fixtures and bad matches in Roma. They finally got their win against a decently well-coached Torino team. I mean, the, the second-best defensive team... Yeah, 
you know, in, yeah. in Italy. And, and they're just always a tough out regardless. And Tammy, I mean, like, Tammy hasn't been putting up goals. He he scored you know, at the weekend, but he's been unlucky. Like, he's hit post a bunch that, of times, yeah. but he's looked good. No, Tammy, he's a talented we, player. I, we, I think we said this, again, one or two pods ago, but Tammy's the guy that's like, yeah, he's not getting on the score sheet a lot. He's not racking up the goals, but it's like, you can see that he's having an imprint on every game he's in. He is the, like, very ideal focal point of leading an attack because he does so much for your team. He's an aerial threat. He's good with the ball. He can check in. You can play off of him. He can run between the lines. I think him and Zaniolo make a really good partnership yep. in that regard because that gives a lot of pressure off of Zaniolo, and also Zaniolo doesn't have to come inside and play up top. I think if if that team has a healthy, like, Pellegrini, if it has a healthy end point, like, and on form, Zaniolo, because he, he has not been, like, himself. I think it's, like, mental... Like it's like a kind of like psychological block. Something's going on there. Yeah, he doesn't look like, you know, whatever. That team could be scary. But also, like, what a different world we live in, right? Like the last time we we did the pod, Roma is like sitting in like seventh, and people are like is Mao on the hot seat. It's like yeah, now they're now there's they're what six points out of a Champions League spot. Like anything can happen. And so it you know, and, and that's that's just I think the funny thing about yeah, and the then, Roma job. Yeah. And then and the thing about Roma, it's like they've had a lot of tough ga- matches early, like. They played against, they have. They played against Milan. They played Napoli. Juve. Right? They played yeah. Juve. Right? I'm I'm feeling they tied like, Napoli. They're yeah. saying, yeah, they and they've had decent results. The only one that, you know, wasn't a good result was against Milan, but they had Lazio too. They which, had Lazio, which they lost. And and look, like they had like tough game like three two, I think, to not uh, to Lazio and then one nil in a game that they really could have gotten a point at at yeah. The Allianz. Yeah, like, they've had they've had a, yeah. they've had a tough like they. I'm looking at their their things right now. They've also they had. Why is my computer freaking out? They had a bad loss against Venezia, which is on them. I think electric that, game though. That was an electric game. No, I remember watching that. That was a hell of a game. They lost to Verona three two. Um, they lost a tough derby match. Um, they lost to Juve, but you know, all but I think Inter they've played. Yep, Inter uh, play. They play in two weeks. Uh, Inter not the well, They played the weekend. Yeah, so. Inter, Inter not the Lanta, The only game, only teams that they haven't played yet of the big of the usual big six and Fiore. But other than that, I'm looking at their T at their past games. Aside from Venezia and Hellas Verona, they've capitalized on playing the small teams. They're going to play yeah. a lot of them. And then, like again, like we said, there's a lot of soccer to play. And like we said with Juve, seven points. It's not really that much to make up. Said yeah, it's three weeks and in in a, in a season like this where the lower teams are particularly lower than they usually are in terms of quality, anything can happen. And and I hate it because I hate Mourinho, but I think there is one coach that can get the most in terms of results in Italy. It's Mourinho. Ooh, that's high praise. But like, doesn't this team scream project to you? Like, did did anyone expect this team to make Champions League? And and that's why I don't understand when I see. Roma fans freaking they got, out. They gotta just trust the process. They're yeah. Ready to, so like, I with think, a coach like Mourinho too, yeah. like you don't just he, dump. I don't think he can upgrade. I don't think that he can go to a better team right, right now. Right. Right. And so yeah, they're, they're been stuck. A, they're married. Yeah. I think. Um, I think last year was the building year. I think that was where you had a lot of young talent. Like that was when Zaniolo, mm-hmm. you know, aside from his injuries, yeah. he was really starting to come into his own. I think that was one of them. Another one of them was you know they didn't have a player like Tammy. So I think with the combination of those and plus everyone just barely missed out on Champions League. Everyone has that memory. I think now is not as much as like a 
a youth rebuilding, but it's more of like a you get the right manager in, right mentality, and then you go plays. And I think Mourinho offers that to this team. I, yeah, I, I totally. I think that them and Lazio are in the same spot. It's like a managerial, like a system kind of rebuild. Like wait, yeah, like both guys know going in that it's like this isn't the year, right? Let's just go out and play and get used to the way that we play, and yeah. more so at Lazio than at Roma. But I, I think that they're both kind of. It's funny because like they're yeah. just like, and I and I same. think this team is young enough and is open enough to develop itself into a way that it can play a Mourinho style yeah. soccer. But I have to, I have to say, even though I just said that, Mourinho has been playing a kind of more attacking, more oh, totally. creative yeah, style. Sure. Which is, you know, everyone everyone who remembers him at Spurs, at Man United, even at Real Madrid, it was very counterattacking. Now it's like he's a it's kind of like what we talked about with Conte and Inzaghi, mm-hmm. where it's like the new coach that comes in they're being more proactive, more taking the game to you as opposed to just with the typical Mourinho sitting back and countering. I think that's kind of a, a, the biggest thing that I've seen with Roma so far. I think Pellegrini is going to be out for a month or so. Yeah, that, 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 the, yeah and, that, and that's huge for Roma because he's the, he's the centerpiece of that whole midfield and their attack. I think it's hilarious that he doesn't want to play VR at all. And last year, people were like, wow, this, this is a I, crazy I was purchase. I was one of them. I yeah. thought he was really good. He looked like a stud last year and he can't find minutes. Well, he did play. He just played that young kid that he promised. That was a cool story. He promised. Oh, yeah, yeah. He promised this young kid. I think he was an eight. If he scored a goal, he promised him an eight hundred. Yeah, but did you hear? Did you hear yeah. the video? Like, of course. Like they're gonna ruin such a great moment with racism, right? What do you say? Classic. Someone yeah, in the video, yeah. I think, says like, "Oh, like throw him a banana." I think. Or yeah, was, like or like give him the, where the you, how can you put the banana in those shoes or oh, something? Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like, it's disgusting. Yeah. Roma trying to cover it up after too. It was just it's just a disaster. Moving forward, yeah, though, say, I, yeah, gonna, change this topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I so think I didn't know that happened, so I apologize for that. So um, let's sorry, let's man. move it forward to the back to the top of the table. Oh God, Napoli. I mean, the Osiman injury. That's yeah. news that we haven't covered yet on yeah. the pod. So Massive. it's not just Osiman; it's Ngisa too. Ngisa, they say Ngisa might miss Afcon. They're saying they both might because they're saying with. Osimhen, it's a broken orbital yeah, bone. He's definitely. I think. Like I think weeks, he's weeks. he's expected. So it happened. I think two weeks ago. I think it. He's expected to be back. I think by end of mid to end December, the earliest. I mean, I would I would hate it if he went to Afcon. I'd rather him kind of just rest up and selfishly play for Napoli whenever he gets back. Once Afcon call ups have been made, but I want to talk about the Inter game because there's one thing about that game that yes, we lost. But we did deserve to lose, and I think the scoreline did reflect it. Don't raise your eyebrows at me, okay? I'm just saying. I'm giving it their credit. I don't think the Law Tower should score, but that's just me. Um, you love it. I don't. Definitely. I was. I sunk in my chair <laughs> so much when he scored. But I did see some positive that of that game where it's like, I think this is this was definitely different than last year where once they went down, they kind of just gave up. There's a team that fought back. Yeah, it was three one, but I mean, it took a Mertens golazo, but like. This Napoli team has definitely improved both mentality and skill-wise. I think that the win against Lazio was definitely really interesting to see because now you see it's like Lazio can attack you in different ways. Merton's coming in. It's a lot more technically gifted forward than an Osman who is very physical and is going to press you really high. Merton's was more of link of play. I think Lozano, for the first time this season, had a really good game. He was being very direct. He wasn't trying to be too cute with his play. I, I really don't know where this Napoli team can go. I still don't think that they should be the favorites to win it. I mean, I know they're three points up now, but we've seen this before where they've been up and they kind of hit that rough patch of form. 
I think that they can be a contender, but I don't think they're my favorite to win it. But overall, I'm I'm pretty enthused of what I've seen so far when they played the big matches. I think a couple comments. I think like this is a team maybe that I, I think Napoli, you could put lock Champions League spot. Yes, yes. Title's still open. But I think one of the things that stands out to Napoli about me is that like we were talking about depth in, in an earlier episode. And I think like looking at this team now, especially looking at the midfielders that they played this yeah. Game against, I, I think, that, that, was it the Lazio game? The Lazio game with Labotka, they, right? They had Labotka yeah. in, they had Demme in, and it's, I'm watching it, I'm like, Angisa can can be gone, and, and they're yeah. good. They've got talented guys coming off the bench. Angisa fit a very crucial role in the season. He was, to fit the role that Demme and Labotka were to play, being next to Fabio and Ruiz. Having Labotka, they played a um, a four five one four two three one. Right. I think was their formation. Where you had Fabian Ruiz and Labotka next to each other. You had Insignia out left, Lozano out right, and and Zielinski in the number ten with Mer- Mertens up top. I think Elmas got in to the game too as a sub. Too, yeah, as a right? sub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is that starting rotation that Labotka can be Labotka Demme or Angisa I think the Fabian Rui role although he was right next to that person the fact that he was more of a free flower more attacking centric that's his perfect role we talked about this on this pop before that's his perfect role and I think having that very aggressive box to box you know shielding the back to an extent player really like is kind of the x factor for this team see I think the x factor for you for Napoli is that the fact that you have Spalletti I think Spalletti for this team Spalletti is probably I'm trying to think of like all the managers right now instead of yeah is probably the best manager to have for yeah. to deal with an injury to your striker because you think about what he did with Roma when they were like really good in challenge for the Scudettos he yeah. put Totti in the false nine right yep. so you have Mertens who can play that role for the time being right and, and then and he thrived in it yeah exactly yeah, so he's like done this before exactly yeah. so like I I don't think that loss of Osimhen is going to be too hardly felt Right, the problem is going to be when he comes back and how long Mertin's legs can go. That's yeah. the problem, right? Um, I think men- mentally, this team looks better. I think they're more oh, like compared to like the Sari Lazio, the 100%. Sari Lazio, and and even the Gattuso Lazio. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a different world from last I year. Say, yeah, you know? it, it feels very different. Yeah, yeah. I I think I. I think they're definitely here to stay. I think they're going to be in it to the very end. Um, and I I think there's only one spot up in the Champions League for grabs. Yeah. And, and it's I, that fourth spot. Yeah. And it won't be Juve. <laughs> I, I, think, I think, you know, like... Who knows? There could be five Serie A teams in the Champions League this year. Oh, Next year. Ooh, Nothing would shock me less than Juve winning this <laughs> She's seventh in Serie A but wins yeah. the Champions League. Uh, I, I think, I think like, you if you can get two, two months out of Mertens, right, before he starts fading, because, like, he always is going to fade now. If you can get two good months out of him, and I'm not expecting him to score wonder goals every game like yeah. that, but... Napoli stays in this. If they can just cope with this period, they're good. I think Fabian Ruiz, like the top three midfielder in Italy when he's playing in his game. I would say, I would say top five. Good. I don't know about top three. I don't, I, I have to do the list, but he's, I he's agree quality. with you. He's, he, he's, he's very quality. He's a world beater in Serie A when he's on his good. game. I think like that, that, I mean, I mean, Lazio, what can you say about them? They've had these high ups yeah. and super bad downs, but four nil, I mean, it, that watching that game, Napoli destroyed. Yeah, Lazio. look at that game. You're like, 
Well, they had the whole Whoa. Maradona thing. And also, so... Those atrocious yeah, jerseys. Yeah, the jerseys were atrocious, but I was watching the game. And <laughs> hey, they're, they're, a lot of people love those jerseys. I am not one of them, yeah. but a lot of people so love those jerseys. So, I watched Merton's second goal, the curler from outside, from just inside the 18. He does a fake shot. I don't know if it wasn't pouring rain in the first 15 minutes, if he gets that separation from a Chedby sliding on the other way. But... I think Galan with the Spalletti, I agree with him, and I want to expand on it, where Spalletti gives you that this is a manager that has rotated systems and has known to not be set on one system. He's very flexible in his personnel, and he knows his personnel. I think with Gattuso last year, he didn't know this extent to which his personnel can go and this preferential style that he could play. With Spalletti, it's like, yeah, Osman's out for XYZ amount of time, and, you, and teams now get used to the merchants thing. Once Mertens gets back on the rotationary cycle, when Osimhen comes back, no team knows what, what Napoli they're going to play, and that I think is the real beauty of it. And Spalletti's going to exploit it, where it's like you don't know what team I'm going to put out there, and therefore you don't know what system I'm going to play. And I think that helps Napoli a lot as well. Yeah, I mean Spalletti is the only coach right now in the top four that's won Italy, right? He he's no, I don't think no, he's, Spalletti's never won. He's never won. I'm sorry, he's never he's. No, that's right. Yeah, the only well, one he's won he's won outside of Italy, right? And I think. That matters. In Russia. I th- yeah, I mean, but it's still, <laughs> you know how to manage and you know how yeah. to deal with it because you still have to deal with blows and even though it's a worse league, right? And that matters a lot. I also think, like, what you're saying about the tactical flexibility, it's huge, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. this is a team, even with Anguissa, that's going to be playing differently because Demme and Lodbotka don't fill that slot. And I think, you know, it's funny also, just like, what, like thinking back to this last game, like, to against Lazio, like, watching them break Sari's press and and doing the thing that Sari hates the most which is just switching the ball over the top yeah. and destroying them was something was beautiful no one no, no one no one no one on Lazio looked good in that game no they were chasing shadows the whole game yeah and honestly like I would probably say I don't even know who earned this rating but I think the highest rating you can give for someone on Lazio was a 4 out of 10 like I think <sighs> I, was a, I mean it was a rough game well, I mean, I, I can't think of anyone. Like, Luis Alberto looked completely out of sync. He looked like he was a guy, like he has been, who's been on the bench. He hasn't really been playing a lot. And it's a system that's foreign to me that he can't get grips under. He's got Juve written all over him. Mm-hmm. Is he on He's a Bosman this Juve. year? No, not not this year. But, no. but yeah, I mean, I again, to kind of wrap my Napoli spiel, I, I was very you know happy with what kind of the rebound I saw after the Inter game. And in, even in the Inter game, there were moments that looked promising. But... You know, anyone else have comments on Napoli? No, we're going to... It's going to be a hellacious end to the season, though. It's, like, I am, like, I am, it's crazy. No, Galal said it best. When it comes to... Because Napoli have a, a, mm-hmm. a hard run of fixtures in January as well. Like, they still have to play Roma. They still have... I, I think, think they have Juve in They January. have Juve again because they played him early in the season this year. Yeah. They still have Milan. Aren't they trying to get that game moved, though? They're trying to get some game moved. Who's trying to? Juve Napoli. Napoli. Napoli's trying to get the Napoli Juve game moved. Was international issues or something like that? Something's going on where they want to get it moved, and Juve's like, you think it has to do with the Super Cup? Right? Yeah, it's the Super Cup. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what it is. Sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, again, I'm just no. This end of the season is gonna be insane because Napoli's have to play Milan twice. Like we haven't even had the first game. Yeah, yet. that's that's gonna be that. A- that's gonna be where it's Milan like- gonna lose. Don't worry. Take those three I mean, points. I love how all I'll say is coming from uh, an outside perspective, watching all three of you guys talk about your teams. All three of you trying to put the Malak on every other team. You're like, <laughs> man, you know, like 
we're, we're there. We're right. No, no, no one is more no, guilty no. of that than than yeah, Gaetano. No. Gaetano's yeah. a Gaetano's it, they, they, like, Milan's Inter really could, got Inter it. could clinch the title, right? Yep. It, it'd be like they'll clinch the title and be like, they're still just not good. Man, you know, like you know what they can do next year. I think they're going to get relegated. Wow. Yeah, me and Marco put up like a, a game fixture list every week to like see who we want. In I think game. I don't I think, think I, I picked think Inter. I think Glaum picked Inter once in the past two years that we've been doing this thing. <laughs> He's so, it's so subconscious, my luck. <laughs> no, I, oh no, I didn't pick them against. No, Shakhtar. but Glaum's also the worst to watch Inter with because like they would do like. <laughs> Is he hypercritical? Mark, hold no, on, Marco's, Marco's, Marco's saying this coming off the game where like Lautaro scored, and I literally I was in no, his face. No, well, time out, time out, like, time out, time out, time out, time out. Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not I'm giving them the context. We all have my, no, I'm talking about the Shakhtar games. Like oh, these were the worst. Like I'm not my best person. Like they would, they would take games. it. They would take a deflection. <laughs> like it would go for the Shakhtar leg. He's like, you gotta pass better than that. What the hell? And he would like literally throw chairs, go crazy. It would drive. Know. It would drive me fucking I, insane. I think out of all the Inter games I've watched, the Shakhtar, the, the past, sh the four Shakhtar ones might be the. The worst ones for me. To uh, I wish I was there for that. Honestly, I, it was I it was horrible. It was, I wanted to throw three chairs at him. It took me two years to watch Inter score. <laughs> but all I'll say is I remember how much Inter fans celebrated the Galatasaray like incident back in 2013 when like Drogba like knocked us out of the Champions League. Wait, and no, it's not just the Galatasaray. We also have the Lyon. Oh wow! The Porto. What other ones we got? Um, Folks, this is what we call All right. Leon. We're going to move it forward. Leon. Yeah. Folks, this is what we call yeah. small club well, mentality. We, so we've got games tomorrow. We're going to do our picks. <laughs> I uh, I want to apologize. I got the Milan fixture wrong. I did, did a quick look. It's not Bologna tomorrow. It's Genoa. So that changes uh, some stuff. So apologies there. Like but let's get some picks here. We got some good games tomorrow. We got Sassuolo Napoli. I think that that's going to be good. Mm -hmm. Bologna Roma. That's going to be good. And let's do Inter Spezia, I think. I think. Uh, Why not? Let's, Malta, let's see, let's see what guy the, believes in his team. Malta's not the coach anymore, right? <laughs> Malta got fired? Oh, I have no idea. From Spezia? It doesn't matter. You know who I'm going to pick. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be Inter, Spezia, Inter losing 3 0. 2 1. This is ridiculous. You're so hard. I hate you. I genuinely hate you. Um, I'll go first. Screw it. Um, Wait, how did we do last week? Who won the? Who got yeah, the yeah. points? Recap last week, and then we'll do that. Uh, I got. I got. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. okay. Oh. We actually technically didn't do last week. We didn't have a pod last week. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. No. Whatever. All right. All right. So. I got the. I got the Lazio Napoli game right. I remember. By uh, the way. Here we go. All right. Whatever. Just saying y'all. Stop scaring the cat. All right. Go. I think last week was a bad one. For last me. week. Yeah. Last uh, week. Uh, I think I was my lead. pretty good on that one. Yeah. So, Bologna Roma is a good game in Bologna. Um, I'm gonna go Roma two one. I think Roma gets an away win. I think they ride the momentum from this past weekend after fight, playing against a well coached Torino team. Roma two nil. Roma two. Yeah, write this down. Two one. Roma. Uh, yeah, two one. Okay. Give me Bologna one nothing. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know what game. Guy already. Know, it's, it's, he's already it's going Bologna, for all the points. Right? He's just. He's uh, yes, in Bologna. Okay. So, okay. 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 And then let's do Sassuolo Napoli. Sassuolo in Sassuolo at Sassuolo. Um, Ooh. At the Mape. Sassuolo has won against every big team they've played against, except I think Inter. Um, it's because Berardi had the fix in. <laughs> <laughs> and Napoli's going on a short week because they play on Sunday. Everyone played on, you know. The thing is, like, is there a hangover? That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I think there I, is. I think there is. I think. But also, is there a hangover for Sassuolo? Sassuolo. Well, they're coming off great games. 
I'm going to say Napoli 2-1. Napoli 2-0. I'm going to go 2-0 again. I'm going to go 1-1. That's, like, a, that's a good result. I'm going to go with a stinker, one nothing Napoli. Like ugly, ugly Allegri game. Allegri football. Ooh, an Allegri style football, yeah. yeah. Do you want to do the All other right. two while we're at it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. why not? Go. Okay. Um, AC Milan at Genoa. Oh. Genoa has been a thorn in Milan's side for a, <laughs> for like the past couple of years. And they have Shevchenko now. But Milan are the team of Ooh. destiny. I say 3-1. I say 3-1 Milan. Milan? This okay. is a bounce back game. Okay. I like that. Joe? I'd say 2-1 Milan. Milano? I think it's going to be another ugly one nothing win, Milan. He loves Corinto. It's, like, it's like talking to an 80-year-old Italian Yo. man stuck in a 20, like 28-year-old's <laughs> body. Fuck it. 4-2 Milan. Oh, that's, nah, that's a Premier Fuck League it. game right there. Fuck it. Okay. All right, enter Spezia. Spezia, 7-0. <laughs> that's Galano's scoreline. Do I want to jinx it? Man, I, I mean, Inter just had their win. own stinky win against Venezia. It's true. Man, Who, Inter's probably going to lose. At They're at San Siro. Oh. Well, because if Milan's at Genoa. Yeah. Let, let Gaetano go first. I want to hear this bullshit. All right, I'll give... They're home. I'll say 2 nothing Inter. Wow. <laughs> what a brave Spencer. take. What a brave take. <laughs> I'm going to be wrong. Now I completely <laughs> jinxed <Mike. it>. <laughs> I like 2 nil. I'm taking the same result. Inter? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, Spezia. No. Yeah, I don't know Thiago if Yago Mota figures you, out a you way guys, to get you these guys. You guys might have roll reverse for this one. I don't know. Ju, what do you think? 2 nil. Inter. I'm going to go 3-1 Inter. Okay. All right. All right. We have one. La- I have one last question for everyone on the pod. Okay. Because it is getting late. It's already 10, 40, 54 EST. We had to make up for lost time. We had to make up for lost time. flies when you're not having fun. <laughs> but I want to give everyone a nice, so interesting question to part. We're around the table, starting with Mike. Favorite current jersey in Serie A? It could be home, away, or third, or like some mascot. Ooh, that's a good question. So, I mean, a couple stand out. I think the Juve disco kits or whatever, the techno kits. The black, are the black, cool. they're they're black with the cool. rainbow. Yeah. They're, pretty cool. they're pretty cool. I yeah. think they're not my favorite. The Lazio kits that they wore at the weekend. The black, the with, black the with the baby gold. blue. Yeah. It's beautiful. I agree with Gaetano what he's looking up right now. Yeah, I think that the Somp kits are also just They're always classic. clean. They're always clean. Okay. Would you have, if you had to pick Gun one? Gun to my head. I mean, I'm a sucker for those Lazio kits. Yeah. Regina. I'm going with the Udinese kits. Yeah. The I black ones. The, the black and white. I was the the new ones that they just dropped for the 125th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the Venezia one too. The it's Venezia. pretty obviously the Venezia. It's clean. We should we should just It's banned because it's too clean. It. Yeah. Which it's banned one? The, because the it's too No, I think the Venezia one shouldn't even be included. I'm saying in the black color. with the green and orange. They're both ridiculous. Yeah. If anyone out there wants to see the best Serie B game, Oh my god. Check out my guys. Soon to be the Super over, Yeah, once we're in Serie A. He's about Serie B. I just know Serie B. No, nah, we, we dropped No, it's fine because Julio's going to talk about Serie B next year. You know, Super fingers crossed. Is there any derby match between Regina and, and Juve? Juve? <laughs> No, there should be. That'd be the derby dr- match. That'd be the drangada. No, is that a thing? <laughs> this is a public Whoa, podcast. You watch your mouth. That's Jesus great. The Nandrangata's got a hit on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, see, the Nandrangata, they're the real mobs. But uh, listen, you're talking about Juve. It's all in your head. The real mobs. Do I have is, to, is, do is do I have to edit this out? Do I have to edit this out of the podcast? <laughs> 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 Please do. I don't want to yeah, wait. Yeah, we should probably edit that one out. No, they won't. They won't. You got to keep it in the podcast. I'm so conflicted. No, they're not going to listen to this podcast. Don't worry about it. That's fair. Joe, what's your favorite jersey? I think I think I agree with Gatana. The Udinese kits are pretty clean. The new ones. Pretty fresh. 
I'm gonna go a different route. And okay. I'm not shilling for anybody. I like the inter third jerseys, the black Ooh. with the rainbow on it. I oh, like Christmas. Those. I like that one. I like. I'm stuck between that one and the Juve home jerseys. The home Juve home Juve jerseys. Home, Juve home jerseys. When they wear them nice. with the black socks, they yeah. look clean. I'm, yeah, just talking, I'm just talking about the shirt. It looks yeah, so I'm ball, saying like the kit as a whole. Yeah. It's old school. It looks like kind of like meh, when it's with white, but like when they what they were wearing against Chelsea, I was like, oh, That's yeah, dope. you had that feel, yeah. you had that feel yeah. about it. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna go like Mike said, gun to my head. The Juve home jerseys. Gotta get those, a those jersey. Those are really those are so clean. Gotta get it before he's gone. Before he's gone, <laughs> true. I love when Julio, I think it was the other pod that Julio did with us. Mm-hmm. He said that he would love to see Kiesa with the number seven shirt at Juve. He'll yeah. get it next year. If he's there. If he's there. Do I get a Ronaldo Man United kit for Christmas? <laughs> that would be incredible. Oh, God. You may have to get a Kiesa Man United kit, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh. thank you, everyone, for the pod. Until next time, ciao, everybody. Peace.